Hi Keto Sisters, I'm Brenda and I'm Christina and we are the Keto Sisters and this is the Keto Sisters Podcast. Hello everybody out there in Keto Land. Hello Brenda out there in Keto Land. <laughs> Hello Christina. How has your week been so far? Um, well, I suppose it's kind of a mixture this week and last week. Um, it's been super busy. I'm working up in Dublin now till Christmas. So if you've seen it on my Insta stories, um, I've put some pictures up of Georgian Dublin, which is my favourite part of the city. But um, yeah, it's kind of been, it's been great being up in Dublin. But also I'm kind of struggling a bit with food because there's actually nowhere for me to prepare food and stuff like that during the day oh, right, okay. so I have to get inventive so I'm working on that at the moment it costs a lot of money right to go out and eat every day yeah it does yeah yeah so I think it's gonna have to be prepper central at the weekend from here on in mm. it's the only way yeah yeah so one tip that I can give you is what I used to do is freeze my lunches and then when you take it out of the freezer, you can leave it sitting on your desk on a bit of kitchen towel and it will defrost slowly throughout the day. And then by the time lunchtime oh, yeah. comes, it's still cold, but not frozen yeah. anymore. And then you can just throw it in the microwave. Yeah, we've no microwave. Yeah. This is the problem. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> what it's kind of place be... are you working in? <laughs> I know, I know. The dark ages, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they, they have a canteen, you see, and I think it's all designed around sending you to the canteen. Okay. But the canteen is garbage central. Mm. Like I went up on the first day and I was like, no. I came away with a breast of chicken and a few lettuce leaves. Like, <laughs> That's fairly like, pathetic. No. <laughs> yeah I can't eat like this <laughs> where's all the fat there's no fat <laughs> yeah yeah oh. well there's always the mcdonald's euro saver menu if you get desperate yes can i have six burgers please <laughs> no buns <laughs> one thing i noticed actually about your insta stories and, and georgian dublin is absolutely stunning but i was really surprised to see the amount of blue sky oh yeah yeah the weather's been lovely it's cold but lovely actually freezing yeah I love that kind of autumn weather where the sky is clear and it's nice and crisp Um, unfortunately here we seem to have skipped autumn completely yesterday I actually had to have a scarf and gloves on it was that cold Um, there's already snow on the mountains like it's crazy yeah well, it's like that here now we um we did have a bit of an autumn but it's now like it was minus three yesterday wow. morning so yeah, yeah that was bad. cold <laughs> Okay, so today's episode is all about comparison. And, you know, there's one quote that I share and I have shared uh, quite a few times. And it's comparison is the thief of joy. What do you reckon about that? Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. Like it, it is you start comparing yourself to other people or other images that you see, then it's going to trigger these thoughts in your head mm -hmm. about what's not good about yourself and where you're falling down and you know but you know compare comparing yourself to other people is not a true reflection of who you are you know it's funny that you say that uh, my very first comparison was actually probably the worst kind of comparison that you can make and it's when I first kind of realized that I was a bit chunkier than normal and it was actually uh, watching seven brides for seven brothers and she has 
the tiniest freakishly small waist that and because she put her hands on her hips at one stage in the film and her hands practically touched and I and I put my hands yeah. on my hips and it was like no so it was kind of like the worst kind of comparison to make because you're going to the most extreme yeah. Yeah, and she was all corseted up as well, like in that costume. <laughs> exactly, yeah. She probably couldn't breathe, to be fair to her. What What was her name? I keep thinking Millie, but um, that's the name of the... Uh, let, let me Google it yeah. here. Let me Google it here. Uh, Jane Powell. Yeah, she was tiny. Yeah, she was absolutely tiny, yeah little slip of a thing and I suppose what didn't really help either was they had the biggest manly men dancer guys surrounding her like which made her look even smaller (laughs) that's true I'm actually I'm actually googling she's one meter 54 so she's quite small yeah it was you know it's the most ridiculous kind of comparison that I could have made um but then we moved on to the advent of MTV came to Ireland and it was like you know music videos and I always remember comparing myself to the likes of, you know, I, I would have looked been looking at Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera as a teenager. Yeah. And they were my kind of generation's, you know, supermodels, if you want, if you want to say it like that, that I compared myself to. And obviously these girls are very athletic, very well um, maintained. And, you know, obviously I yeah. being overweight yeah. was never able to, come close to being in the same league well the one thing you have to remember about all these people um that you look up to that are in print well first of all we all know they're airbrushed Mm -hmm. to within an inch of their life Mm -hmm. but also the likes of actors and you know when you see the men buffing themselves up for the likes of the uh, marvel comic movies and stuff they're literally getting paid to look like that so they are getting paid to spend about three or four months before they start filming mm-hmm. spend every day in the gym for six hours with a personal trainer like that's actually part of their job yeah to to turn their body into something unrealistic um because they're in the gym every day if you listen to them talk and there's loads of interviews on youtube and stuff like that mm-hmm. um about what they had to eat yeah to keep because they were working out so much like they're they're consuming four and five thousand calories and you you hear them talking about it and it just absolutely sounds disgusting what they had to go through to achieve that body it is and i remember reading um an interview in a magazine with jared butler when he did gladiator and he was telling a story about a guy who came up to him at a theme park or something and was saying dude, my girlfriend absolutely loves you and now you've set the bar for me in terms of, you know, the body she loved. <laughs> and he was like, dude, I don't even look like that. Yeah. I don't look like that. Yeah. That is eight hours in the gym, five days a week. Nobody looks like that. So it, it, he, even he yeah. himself was saying that in terms of, you know, long-term um, body goals, it's not achievable to, to maintain it long-term. It, it's a temporary state. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what I was going to say. It's not achieve well. It's not achievable unless you're doing that level of of workout. But it's also not sustainable. No. Like none of those actors look like that six months after they've finished the movie. Ben Affleck, everybody, have you seen the post Batman Ben Affleck? Oh no, yeah. Well, okay. So he he has alcohol issues, so he is fairly bloated. But um, he it 
again it's because it's not sustainable no it's and it's not body shaming it's not i'm not saying that yeah. oh the dude's yeah. fat i'm not saying that i'm saying that you know he was very buff for the va- batman movies but now after the batman movies have finished and and he's in between it's he's not able to maintain that because he probably just doesn't have the time to no. spend in the gym yeah, he's not getting paid. He's not getting paid to spend six hours in the gym every day. You know, we could all look like that if we were getting paid to work out. <laughs> One of my first, um, I suppose, heroines of, of movie was Princess Leia. Oh, that's okay. And she was a little titch of a thing yeah. as well, you know. But, you know, she wasn't overtly kind of, I suppose she wasn't overtly sexualized in the movie either. Although all the men would beg to that's differ. That's true. <laughs> In that little spinky, or <laughs> in that teeny well, weeny little gold so, bikini. So she was one meter fifty five. So she was just a centimeter bigger than um than Jane Powell. So you know she she's tiny as well. Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't. I I never saw her as being ridiculously skinny either, though. Um, I suppose just her elegance, and I I think what struck me most about her. Yes, and then the other one was um with my love of sci-fi and everything was Terminator oh, Sarah Connor yeah, and her body transformation yeah. yeah her body transformation from the first film to the second film yes and when I saw her in the second film and she was so lean and buff and I was just like oh my god why don't I look like that because I don't work out eight hours a day no. <laughs> well, no. five days a week so my kind of one that I still watch the film and I still want to have that kind of athleticism is Tomb Raider. Now, you know, Angelina Jolie in those movies wasn't as slim as she is in real life. Like, I'm not talking about real Angelina Jolie. I'm talking about Lara Croft. She was very muscular. She had muscular ties, you know, and she just... But, you know, they had to enhance her boobs for that movie. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about boob size or butt size or anything like that. No, but I'm talking about her shape. Like, to give her the Lara Croft shape, they actually had to create that shape on her actual body. So they enhanced her boobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they enhanced her boobs. So even her body wasn't real in that movie. Yeah, Uh, but it's not not really kind of the boob to waist size ratio that I'm talking about because I, I wouldn't be that... Uh, obsessed with you know the perfect shape it's more to do with the athleticism and the fact that you know clearly she was very fit in the film um yeah and that's the it's strength it's not uh thinness that's not what i was looking right. at i was looking at the strength um because you could see that she had you know um quite a lot of athleticism within that yeah, uh, yeah. in that movie so yeah but again it comes back to being able to look at people that you admire without comparing yourself and then obviously you're going to find yourself lacking and then that that kind of starts you into that spiral of negativity where you compare yourself and you find yourself lacking so you criticize yourself and then in order to make yourself feel better you turn to something like food and and other kind of destructive um numbing behaviors Mm, yeah mm. yeah there is a just before we move on to you know how to deal with that and and you know to get out of that cycle if you go onto youtube i'm sure there's a clip there there is a dr phil episode Mm. um where he has a young girl on 
who has those issues where she's comparing herself to to these unrealistic images from the media. And one of the images is uh, Cindy Crawford. And I know Cindy Crawford always says, I don't look like that. Well, he stood there on that program. I, I just thought it was the best thing ever. He said, he showed an image of Cindy Crawford and she was, you know, had all the hair blowing in the picture <laughs> and she looked amazing. And he turned to the girl and he said, I know Cindy Crawford. She does not look mm. like that. Cindy Crawford is a very good friend of mine. She does not look like that in real life. So he went on, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube if you see it. And I just thought it was, it was brilliant. It was like, don't be afraid for those people they should come out and say yeah I don't look like that in I real life I think she did she you know? wasn't she one of the ones that said I don't wake up looking like Sunday Crawford she, yeah. she did yeah. yeah oh she did but an awful lot more of them should actually come out and say these didn't things didn't Britney you know? release some pictures that were unairbrushed showing her cellulite and stretch marks and everything actually Chrissy Teigen is a great one for that and then the magazines take them and go oh look this woman has cellulite shock horror <laughs> Yeah, and it did yeah. concern me that my daughter recently bought her very first American Vogue and we were flicking through it and I was explaining to her how the the um, designers tend to go for androgynous looking people as thin as possible so that the clothes hang, right? So they the clothes hang yeah. in the way that they've envisioned it. So they need to have a kind of, like, yeah. they'd be better off with a piece of cardboard, but you know. <laughs> if we can't push a yeah. piece of cardboard down the catwalk but we went through it and and no. we had a look and there was a an advertisement with jennifer lawrence who was one of her favorites i suppose she would compare herself to jennifer lawrence um but yeah. she was, she turned to me and she said oh my god how airbrushed is she so it's great that instead of saying, oh, look, her skin is perfect, her hair is perfect, her eyes are clear, she's, you know, she's not got any blackheads. You know, the first thing she said to me was, that is airbrushed to within an inch of its life. Well, I think as long as you, ha- you understand um, that these things go on and that these women, you know, they, they are women and men, like we talked mm-hmm. about with the actors and stuff, that they, they're, they're paid to look like that, you know? They, they spend a lot of time in uh, pre-production with hair and makeup and then they they spend a well they don't but the computer mm. guys spend a lot of time in post-production airbrushing the rest out what they couldn't hide yeah, with, with makeup so one of the things i have an issue with is comparing myself to other people who have been on similar length keto journeys to me and who are much slimmer than i am currently and i think for me it kind of affects my confidence and my ability to be able to stand as um, the, a, a voice of authority when it comes to keto. I don't know if authority is the right word, but a voice and knowledge for sure of keto. You know, telling people, this is how you yeah. lose weight. And, you know, if somebody really wanted to poke at my ability to be able to do that, they could simply say something like, well, you know, why are you still overweight? You know, so for so for me, that's something that really um, preoccupies me, almost. Well, I can totally understand that because I I think an awful lot of people mm. come into keto for the wrong reason, and they they see it as a rapid weight loss mm-hmm. um, method, as opposed to an actual change of lifestyle, um, and something that can help you with more than just weight loss, but with an awful lot of 
unseen kind of not you wouldn't say illnesses but issues that your body might have Mm -hmm. um particularly around inflammation and the majority of diseases are inflammatory you know so it's it's one of those things people go oh this is the new diet craze so i'm going to go in and i'm going to lose you know Mm. 20 pounds in two days and then you see people posting on social media going, man, I've been doing this diet for three days yeah. and I've only lost one pound. What gives? Like, you know, so they don't understand that your body has to go through a healing process first. Like water weight, yeah, that goes. But then your body goes into healing mode and then you have to go through that process. It's no. not about rapid weight loss. And I think that's where people go wrong. And I think um, they have this notion because they see people saying, Oh, I've mm. lost 30 pounds in the first five days, but that might be 30 pounds of water weight. And this person yeah. has 350 pounds to lose. And you're comparing yourself to somebody who has so much healing to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's completely unrealistic to, to be comparing yourself, uh, particularly in a diet that's mm-hmm. so um, specific to you and that everybody's body reacts in a different way. Absolutely. And you don't know what's going on behind the, the scenes. You, know, you don't know what's going on behind that Instagram post or that YouTube video. You know, you could have somebody who is putting forward a very different story and then behind the scenes they're starving themselves or they're existing on coffee and cigarettes and, yeah. and other um, dysfunctional ways. Now, I'm not saying that that applies to everybody in the keto sphere, um, but everybody's journey is completely different and one of the things that really upset me after keto fest last year when the photographs came out was the amount of guys in the gains community um you know the the bodybuilders and and the um athletes really went to town with saying about how keto works for everybody yeah sure then why are all these people still fat yeah and not understanding that you know, I might look fat to you, but guess what? Three years ago, I was even fatter. Exactly. You know, and I obviously unwell. Yeah. But I met people who had absolutely, um, completely transformed their lives, lost a lot of weight, healed diseases, saved their own lives. And yes, they still have a bit of weight to lose. And I was talking to one girl actually who was saying about that, um, that, you know, she was very self-conscious about the fact that she wanted to be a spokesperson for keto but she still had like 50 pounds to lose despite the fact that she'd lost like 150 already uh, she still felt like she wasn't in a position to be able to do that because she was still overweight and she said it became a very negative spiral for her in that she was going with what these gains guys were saying and she ended up on a very low calorie um diet and her hair was falling oh, out dear. and she just completely messed up her journey and she said you know what she said i would rather lose a pound every six months and feel as good as i feel when i do it properly yeah well that's it and that's that that's that i suppose comes back to the, those guys who are living that that lifestyle and that lifestyle is not for everybody where you're in the gym pumping mm-hmm. iron twice a day for like three or four hours on the trot and they have these notions of the way the body should be. Yeah, they don't have a clue what it's like to be overweight, no, these guys. No, absolutely not. I think they just, uh, 
some of them jump on the, the keto bandwagon, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm keto and look at me, mm. I'm buff, I'm, you know. But, yeah, they've never actually had health issues to begin with. They weren't starting no. at 250 or 300 pounds. You know, they didn't have Well, maybe to. they were, but it's pure muscle. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, it's like... Yeah, yeah, they're not metabolically unwell. No. To begin with. No, no. It's not right because I also see... You were talking there and I know you met Jimmy Moore at uh, Keto Fest and mm-hmm. he has the same thing every day. He has trolls saying to him, yeah. dude, you could not be keto. Look how fat you are. You know, yeah. apart from anything else, who says that? You know, what sort of person actually says that to somebody? Yeah, I know. And I see it often. He's often brought up in the comment section of various keto groups. I mean, you know, as a cautionary tale, but, you know, the not only are they looking at just his physical appearance, but they're not taking into consideration that Jimmy has a very long history of disordered eating. Yeah. That, you know, it, it's gone back more than 10 years. So, I mean, give the man a break. I mean, he's a lot healthier than he used to be. Yeah. You know? And everybody has their own demons to deal with. And, and you know, who are you to stand in judgment to somebody just because you think you're perfect? Yeah, I I think what people don't realise when they say those horrible things to people that, like you say, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. No. You don't know people's insecurities. Or other illnesses, you know. Or their illnesses or yeah. what they're battling with daily. Like, nobody's going to share all of that because an awful lot of it is very private. But mm. people like to share their little victories, you know. So if somebody says they've lost 10 pounds, like in a couple of days... They may not have lost 10 pounds for the last three months and they just got that little whoosh. Like, don't begrudge them that and Mm -hmm. don't compare yourself to them. You know, putting those little voices in your head that, well, why aren't I doing that? and Why am I not doing this? I think it's really good thing about keto is that it needs to be so individualized. The diet itself, the, the way of eating itself needs to be tailored to each individual person. Uh, there's no prescription for it and if anybody tells you you should be doing it in xyz format then you know snake oil salesman is what i would say um you know if somebody says to you you have to eat seven to ten cups of vegetables a day i'd say on your bike i eat what's good for my body don't you know you can't tell people that they have to do keto in a certain way obviously there are foundational guidelines like don't eat more than 20 grams of carbs but fat and protein and and the components of that will be different for everybody and people need to do what they need to do um to be able to keep keep going on the diet but what it does is it forces us to look at our own body and how our own body reacts and you know it it almost negates the whole concept of comparison because the way i do keto is completely different from the way you do keto i mean we eat the same breakfast every morning but metabolically speaking it has completely different effect on me than you so if i compare yeah. myself to what you're eating it's it doesn't make any sense because i need to eat what i need to eat for my body and you the same for you so it kind of highlights the craziness of comparison exactly exactly it's like um you've gone totally sugar free and I said to you, whoa, step too yeah. far for me now, you know, keeping my carbs low, great, getting into ketosis, brilliant, but giving up my dark square of chocolate <laughs> every day, yeah. no, step too far, step too, because I, my body is not the no. same as your body, and 
I don't need to trigger that weight loss mm. and you know I'm doing it for completely different reasons but you also don't have the same psychological issues with cravings that I do no so you can have one to two squares maybe with crisps <laughs> and it wouldn't bother me at all no but open that packet of crisps next to me <laughs> Uh, well that's it you see I I mean I could probably um take it or leave it yeah you know so it's completely different so yeah I think that absolutely comparison is the thief of joy and I I just think it's folly but you know we we will still continue to do it I mean it's I think it's human nature and especially as women you know we're, we're told we have to be you know a certain kind of body shape we have to say nice things we have to smile you know have you been told that on the street before oh smile it could be worse yeah yeah Women, women yeah. are decorative, you know, that's what we're there for. We're there to look nice, to smell sweet, to smile, you know. So when you see a woman who you think looks nicer than you and, you know, you, it just highlights your own insecurities. But I think that, you know, learning to love ourselves is, is quite a difficult Absolutely. thing to do. It's nigh on impossible for most of us. So what I would say to anybody listening out there is pick one thing. So if you like your eyes or you like your hair or, you know, you think that you have nice hands or you like to paint your nails because they have a nice shape, focus yeah. on that, you know, and and highlight what you think are your, um, your best features. Now, obviously, your best features can be something that's part of your personality. It can be a way of being, not necessarily how you look. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But also look at how far you've come on your own journey. Look, you know, look, Absolutely. look where you started and how you felt when you started and where you are now and the little changes that you've had. And, you know, look, look mm-hmm. to those those things as well. And, you know, even if you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to the old you as opposed to somebody Absolutely. else's new them. So you can see how far you've come and, you know, pat yourself on the back. It's like shining a mirror on your old self versus your new self and. You know, I, I'm a big fan of those comparison pictures. I, I post them a lot just, just to show people how far I've yeah. come. And I had a, I had a client during the week, actually. Uh, she had a picture taken at an event and she sent it to me. She was like, why am I still fat? Why do I still look cra- um, overweight? Why do I still have, um, you know, a double chin? And, and she was really tearing herself apart. So I said to her, send, send me a picture of yourself, you know, your face and she sent it to me and I had a picture of her that she sent to me back in February this year um a, a, a facial um just a just a selfie and I actually did one of those side by side comparisons and the difference was incredible and she replied and she said oh yeah I said, yeah you know you, you don't don't look at what you are now because what you are now is not what you're going to be tomorrow exactly. you're a work in progress yeah exactly Look back at where you started. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, look at look at how you have been and why you started in the first place and the changes that you have made, mm-hmm. the changes that you've made and how you feel inside and how your body feels. Um, and also the amount of clothes that you've sent off to um, the charity <laughs> yeah. shops, the bags and bags. That's a good one. Yeah. Count the bags that you've sent off. Keep a count. You know, you know, like you see in the old movies where the prisoners have mm. marked the wall and they're marking them off. <laughs> count up the amount of bags that you've sent off with the clothes that don't fit you anymore, and look at the new the new stuff that you buy. So it's you know 
compare yourself to yourself and not to anybody else. Good advice, Brian. Good advice. Okay, so we move on to the next segment of today's podcast. And this is our tip of the week. And Brenda's tip of the week week is... Progress, not perfection. I know Christina talks about this. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a a nugget of advice, but I have talked about it um, on our Patreon. And also I did a blog about it as well, just about baby steps and how everything is baby steps. So if you take just one little baby step today, then it is a step in the right direction and it is progress. You may not have perfected what you want to be just yet, but Mm -hmm. every little baby step is a step in the right direction and it's progress. Thank you very much for that, Brenda. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, We really enjoy making these. I mean, two Irish girls on a microphone. That's what we should have called the podcast, actually. Two Irish girls on a microphone. (laughs) You know, we'll just keep talking. Have you got six hours of your day? Have you got six hours to listen to these people go on? We could be the next Joe Rogan. We could just talk all day. Yeah, he does three, three hour podcasts a day or something like that. We could just do one big, long nine hour podcast we could with like a phone in section so if somebody's listening to it we could do it live and somebody's listening they can phone in and say oh i've got a question or a comment or that would be so much fun what we need to do is we need to find a very wealthy investor to come and pay us to do that all day every day yeah and really comfy chairs We'd need really comfy chairs. My chair's fairly comfy. I wouldn't mind sitting here all day. I have a nice view. I have my cats. Keep tea on tap. Tea on tap. That's it. We need somebody to give us tea. Yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd need, we'd need a, um, what was her name? Our father, Ted. Uh, Mrs. Doyle. Yeah, we'd need a Mrs. Doyle to keep bringing us tea. So if anybody doesn't know what um, Father Ted is, I suggest you Google it and have a look on YouTube. It's a very Irish TV program, so you mightn't get all of the jokes, but it was a fantastic program. And we still rewatch it. It's very funny. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mrs. Doyle is like the best. Okay, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Christina. Speak to you all again next time. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to support us, you can head on over to Patreon or alternatively, you can buy us a cup of tea by using the link in the show notes. Also, don't forget to check our blog for regular updates. So until next time, keto on, keto sisters. Keto on, keto sisters.